Welcome to worship at Providence Presbyterian Church on this Sunday, November 22nd, 2020. We are located at 2401 Broad Avenue. The session has approved the worship committee's recommendation to hold two services for Christmas Eve. The services will be held at 5.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. There will not be a musical prelude before the services. COVID protocol will be in place. Social distancing and masks. A group of volunteers will be cleaning and sanitizing the church between the two services. Sign-up sheets are posted in Fellowship Hall. This is not a reservation. These are for more information purposes, only to make sure that neither service is overcrowded. If you cannot sign up in Fellowship Hall, please contact Kimberly in the church office to indicate which service and how many people may be attending. Providence Church will sponsor Santa Bucks through family services during this Christmas season. Choose an ornament in November from the Christmas tree for a boy or girl to purchase a toy or book for children ages 0 through 12. Unwrapped gifts are due back at the church on Sunday, December 6th. Your generosity will provide an opportunity for local families. Now is the time to order your poinsettia for the Christmas Eve service. The poinsettias will be in a six inch pot with four to six blooms and the cost will be $8. Orders are due back by November 29th. Fill out the form and place it in an envelope marked poinsettia with your payment. Please call the church office if you'd like a poinsettia and are not currently attending church. There will be a congregational meeting immediately following the morning worship service on Sunday, November 22nd to elect elders for the 2023 term and to present the budget for 2021. We thank those of you who are currently able to support the church with your offerings. It truly is a blessing in enabling us to keep current in paying church expenses. Now, let us prepare our hearts for worship as we listen to the prelude.
let us join together in our call to worship. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. We glorify our God with songs of thanksgiving and joy. God has done great things for us, filling us with grace. God fed our ancestors in the wilderness. God clothes us with hope. We will offer our hearts to God, always saying thank you to the one who loves us. We will sing our praises, shouting of God's presence in our lives. Let us pray. Hot showers in the morning and cool breezes in the evening. Work that provides for our families and abundance that makes us generous. Silly jokes told by third graders and the silent tears of a grandmother. What blessings are ours, creation's joy. Teachers who patiently help us with our math and mentors who keep us on the right paths, friends who shovel snow off sidewalks before we waken, and employers whose hearts are greater than their profits, piano teachers who smile at our repeated mistakes, coaches who teach us one more time how to get the ball into the goal, what blessings are ours, servant of joy. Gods who bounce us awake early in the day, and cats who lull by us to sleep at night, Grandfathers who teach us how to widow, and sisters who give up a date to babysit. Little boys who always forget to wipe their mouths, and folks who always remember to say thank you. What blessings are ours, joyous spirit, for all these and many others, we offer to you our thanks, all men. wonder what's for lunch. We worry about work tomorrow. 
We fret about the test that's coming up. So much worry, so much time wasted over things that we cannot control. The one who showers the earth with rain, who places the stars in the autumn sky, is the same one who wraps mercy tight around you, who feeds us on healing and hope. Let us confess our worries that keep us from trusting the Lord God, who hears us and restores us to new life. Please join with me in prayer, our prayer of confession. Because we live in this modern, tech-driven, twittering age, we often forget what you have done for us, God of every blessing. We pat ourselves on the back for our ability to learn new computer skills, but have forgotten that life is much more than a machine. We have more than we could ever use, yet like squirrels, we store up more and more. Our faith is often pushed to the back of the closet to make room for all our fears we wear so easily. Forgive us, restorer of life. As you clothe us with your grace and mercy, may we share with those who have so little. As our hearts overflow with your love and wonder, may we offer them as gifts to everyone we meet. As you feed us with your joy and hope, may we welcome to the table all those whose lives are filled with tears and pain. As we gather with family and friends during this season, may we continue to give thanks for the gift of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Hear the good news. As God dresses creation in wonder, so you will be clothed in grace. As God pours out abundance upon the earth, so will we be blessed with peace and joy. We don't say it often enough, but thanks be to God for healing, for life, for wonder, for mercy. We are blessed. We are forgiven. Amen. As we prepare to hear God's word, let us join again in prayer. God of extravagant grace, may your spirit refresh our hearts through the reading of the scriptures, that we may perceive all the good we can do for Christ, and so grow in our faith toward our Lord Jesus. Amen. I reading from the book of Psalms this morning is taken from Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Our reading from the epistles this morning comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 15. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided on your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, we have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Now to him who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, 
will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you in their hearts, they will go out to you because of the surpassing grace of God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Here ends our reading from God's word, and may he bless them to our hearts and our lives. Amen. Well, Thursday this week is Thanksgiving Day, and Thanksgiving this year, of course, is going to be a little different because of the restrictions, because of the COVID virus, the limitations on family gatherings and our ability to get out and shop and everything. But it's still a traditional and very important American holiday, Thanksgiving Day. And I'd like to ask you a question. What do you think when you think of Thanksgiving Day? For some people, Thanksgiving Day is all about food, turkey and sweet potatoes and cranberry sauce and, and stuffing and things like that and eating till you have to loosen the notches on your belt and, and coming back for pumpkin pie and whipped cream. For others, Thanksgiving Day means football and more football. And the little kids look forward to the parades in the morning. For some people, Thanksgiving Day is a day to prepare for the busiest shopping day of the year, which is the next day, Black Friday, although now it's beginning to start on Thanksgiving Day. For some, Thanksgiving is a time for family. For those of us who profess to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, Thanksgiving Day is not just a time for food and football and fellowship, and family. It's not just a holiday every fourth of Thursday in November. In fact, it's not limited to a day at all. For God's people, every day ought to be Thanksgiving Day. Our Old Testament psalm reading this today was Psalm 100, and this is an Old Testament song of Thanksgiving. It's subtitled, A Psalm of Thanksgiving. It's an invitation an invocation for people who recognize the Lord and his goodness to publicly acknowledge him. Not only does it call us to praise the Lord with thankfulness, it also describes to us the nature of what our thanksgiving should contain. So this morning I'd like us to examine these qualities of thanksgiving presented by the psalmist in Psalm 100. First off, our thanksgiving should be public. The psalm begins, make a joyful noise, or some of the newer translations say, make a joyful shout to the Lord. Whether we translate the word noise or shout, the meaning is volume. We are to vocally proclaim our joyful thanks. In English, the word thanks means to express gratitude 
or appreciation. However, there's no Hebrew word with this meaning. Rather, the Hebrew word found here in the book of Psalms is yada, which literally means to make a public acknowledgement. So we are called to verbally make a public acknowledgement of God, of his blessings to us. In the Hebrew mindset, it was never enough to thank God quietly or privately. In the mindset of Psalm 100, true thankfulness can only be cannot be kept quiet. Now, for many modern Christians, we have developed the idea that worship is to, to worship the Lord, it must be quiet and solemn. And certainly there are times when we should consider the Lord with quiet wonder. But when God's people get together in worship, we are encouraged to shout to the Lord with great joy. Some will say, well, sure, I'm thankful, but that's just between me and God. It's private. But that's like saying I'm thankful that I had two great parents, but because it is private, I would never tell anyone how great they are. Or it's like saying I have a wonderful wife, but our, our relationship is very personal, so I can't tell anyone how wonderful she is. We, not, we wouldn't limit ourselves in these other ways, so we definitely should not limit ourselves in verbally, publicly, thanking the Lord. Hey, when, you know, um, when we have true joy, it shows. The question is not whether we shout. The question really is if we are joyful. We are to gladly serve the Lord. The psalm goes on, serve the Lord with gladness. Now, originally, this referred to service in the Jewish temple, the worship service held there, but it goes beyond that into our public worship in our churches today and beyond the doors of our churches to our daily lives. God has done so much for us. We have so much for which to be thankful. We should be his willing servants, spreading his joy to all we come in contact with. We have all seen people who serve the Lord with their hands or their head but not with their hearts. Underline that word gladness. Serve him with gladness. We serve him because we are thankful. The psalm says we are to sing to the Lord. We are to come into his presence with singing. Now we know God is omnipresent, that we are always in his presence. However, the writer of this psalm has in mind the special sense of his presence when we gather together in God's sight to worship. Now, you can tell a lot about the life of a church by listening to its singing. Now, I know our singing has been limited and, and dampened because of the restriction of COVID, but that's just been the last, since about last March. And hopefully, in not too many more months, we'll be able to, to go back to the way things used to be, at least in some sense. So every believer should be a singer. You don't have to sing well. In fact, it says make a joy, you know, the oldest translations say make a joyful noise. You don't have to be on tune, but you have to let your, your, your thanks comes out in praise to God through your voice. Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell richly within you with wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms, 
and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness to your, in your hearts to God. In addition to being uh, joyful and being public and involving singing, our thanksgiving is to be purposeful. If you look closely at verse 3, it says, Know that the Lord is God. That's a simple but a profound statement. It, is, it goes on, it is he who made us, not we ourselves. Here's my paraphrase of that. The Lord is God and you are not. Get over it. Some are not thankful to God because they don't really know God. They know of God, but they do not know God personally. They have not accepted Christ into their lives. And even those who have accepted Christ, we, we live in a different age. Have you ever noticed how ungrateful the world has become? No one seems to appreciate anything. Instead of giving thanks for the abundance we have, we just want more. Sir John Templeton, a billionaire investor from many years ago, was once asked, what is the secret of wealth? Without hesitation, Templeton said, gratitude. If you're not grateful, you're not rich, no matter how much you have. When we know who God is and we know who we are, his servants, we will give him our thanks. There's an intriguing count found in the book of Luke, chapter 17, 11 through 19, that illustrates this principle. It's a story of Jesus and the ten leopards. There's these ten leopards who cry out from a distance, Lord, help us, save us. You know, Jesus tells them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And so they go on their way, and on their way there, they're healed of their leprosy. And, you know, they're, they're there. Suddenly their, their skin is restored to, to youthfulness, the skin of a baby. But it says that only one of the ten came back to thank Jesus in person. Do you pick up the tinge of sadness in Jesus' response found in verses 17 and 18? All ten needed mercy. All were relentless in their quest to be healed. All received from the Lord, but only one expressed his gratitude. Certainly all ten were thankful to be healed, but only one took the time to express thanksgiving. How, like many people today, we ask God for so much. He blesses and blesses us, yet like the nine, we really take the time to thank him. We have a reason to thank God. If you are saved, he has given you eternal life, abundant life. Psalm 100 says, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. As the great shepherd, he cares for our every need. We have a purpose, a reason to truly be thankful. Continuing down to verse 4, we see there that our thanksgiving is to be passionate. Look closely. We are to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. We are to give thanks to him and, and bless his name. Note again some of the other cure, colorful expressive words in the psalm. Joyful, shout, serve, gladness. When we come together purposefully, 
publicly to offer our gratitude to God, that thank offering should be expressive. It should be passionate. It's not, oh, ho hum, thank you, God. But it's, wow, God, how good you are to me. Have you seen any of the game, many game shows that are being televised these days? Have you ever seen how the contestants react, you know, react when they're they're done? You know, they they I, one I think of is um, oh I'm going to say the name now and I'm going to have trouble saying it, but uh, the Price is Right. That's it. Price is Right. You see the people up on stage and they win the contest and they start jumping up and down and and hugging the the host and and running around, they're excited, they're joyful, they're passionate. How different that is from Sunday, most Sunday morning worship services. Or at a football game, we get all excited about our team whenever they score a touchdown or a, a field goal or, or our team makes a basket or scores a goal, we get all excited. We're fans. But if we get excited in church, we say amen out loud. If we get a little extra joyful, then we're not just, we're not fans. We're fanatics. Folks, we have much more to be thankful for than a monetary prize. We have so much more than the winning of our local team. We have eternal riches beyond our wildest imaginations. Yes, our thanksgivings must come from the heart and need to be expressed in our actions. When we have the right attitude, we express our thanksgiving with action. We become passionate. Let your heart be thankful and let that thankfulness give glory to God. Then finally, verse 5, For the Lord is good. He endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Our thanksgiving is perpetual. Look, there's three perpetual attributes of God here. God is always good, for the Lord is good. Every good thing in life, faith, family, help, happiness, all comes from God. James 1.17 says, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. There is no variation like the teeth of a psalm. With God, he is always good. There is no shadow with God. He is not shady. He is not a dark side. He is always good. And his mercy is everlasting. Turn to Psalm 136. Note the repetition of the word. For the mercy of the Lord endures forever. Mercy means withheld judgment. You and I deserve judgment. Yet God not only has mercy on us today, but his mercy is everlasting. His truth endures. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Psalm 48 says, The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord stands forever. From the time that God first inspired Moses to record the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis, until today, the word of God endures. It will endure forever. Because God's blessings are perpetual, our gratitude should never cease. God's goodness, his mercy, his truth are perpetual. 
They will never end. They will endure forever. Lamentations 3, 22 through 24 says, Though the Lord's mercies, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. We, to summarize what I've been saying, let our Thanksgiving days be public, purposeful, passionate, and perpetual in remembering the one from whom all blessings flow. We have so much for which to be we are thankful. God has blessed us immeasurably. Let us not let Thanksgiving be limited to food, football, family shopping like any, one, any day of the year. Let our Thanksgiving Day be public and purposeful. Let us give God our praise. Amen. Now let us join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, summoned under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence you shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now let us prepare our hearts for prayer. Almighty God, we gather together before you on this week in which our nation celebrates Thanksgiving Day. Lord, on that day and even today, Lord, and every day, may we take a few moments to offer you with all our hearts, minds, and our strength, our gratitude for all your many blessings to us, for the blessings of food and clothing and homes, for the blessings of family and friends, blessings of health and finances. But more than these material and physical blessings, Lord, we thank you that you have sent your Son, Jesus Christ, your Son, to become our Savior and Lord, that we might have you in our hearts and in our lives both here and now and for eternity. We come before you and we ask you to be with those who, Lord, their, their thanksgiving is, from an outward perspective, not very joyful. They lack those things that we often take for granted.
lacking food, clothing, housing. Lord, help us to express uh, through our offerings and through our gifts uh, to meet the needs of those who are in need. And Lord, we pray that you be with those who are sick to heal them, to comfort them, and also comfort those who are grieving the loss of loved ones. We thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. We offer them up to you in Jesus' name. Join together in that prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. God of laughter sends you out so we can share joy with everyone. The brother of the poor sends you out so that we may bring hope and healing to the broken and despairing. The spirit of wonder sends us out so we may join all creation offering thanks. Amen. We thank you for worshiping with us today. We hope you have been blessed and God has been glorified. May you have a God-blessed week. We look forward to you joining us again next Sunday and invite your friends to listen. Mm -hmm.